Heidi, I want to personally welcome you out today to a brand new episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. For those of you that are new here, I want to personally welcome you to the show. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day and downloading the podcast. Hopefully you stick around. Hopefully you uh, take a few minutes and dig through the back catalog of 560 plus episodes, 10 years of podcast episodes, all at IamSaltLake.com. Go take a minute and learn about some of the awesome people right here in the Salt Lake City area. Hey, today on the podcast, I chat with Ann Arndt from Grandeur View Bitters. What a fascinating story. So cool to learn her story. So cool to learn about uh, uh, her bitters and you know how she took it from an idea into a business and the obstacles she had to overcome and all the fun things that she's learning along the way. We're going to get into that conversation with Ann here in just a minute. But of course, I want to mention I'm a real estate agent here in the Salt Lake City area, and I would love to help you out. So if you're thinking of moving across town, maybe you're thinking of moving to the area, I'd love to help you. Give me a call. My number is 801-244-2908. If you have any questions about the current real estate market, I know it's uh, a lot of things are shifting right now. Feel free to give me a call or shoot me a text as well. Or if you just want to say hello, if you're just a listener of the podcast and and you don't want to talk real estate, if you just want to say hello and tell me how much you love the podcast or any suggestions, uh, feel free to give me a call or text me as well. 801-244-2908 is my number. All right. Like I said, Ann Arndt from Grandeur View Bitters is on this episode. So let's get into the conversation. Here we go. What was the motivation behind starting this entire project? I, I, I want to start right at the beginning, Anne. Okay. So um, actually, I wasn't originally planning on starting a business, but uh-huh. um, I teach at Utah Valley University in technology management. And historically, we taught more technolo- technology types of things to uh, people coming into management. So how to use a database, Excel, that type of customer relationship management systems, Anyway, then we got a new master's degree, and that master's degree flipped our department to then teaching management skills to technicians and engineers. But in our department, nobody had actually owned a business. Uh, So I was going to be on sabbatical already anyway, writing a book on project and process management. So I'm like, I know what I'll do. I'll just start a business. I'm on sabbatical. It can't be that bad. So I I decided to start a business so that I could legit tell my students what it takes to actually do something like that. So I started an LLC. Um, And I had the the sabbatical with a year. So between writing the book, I basically had a year that I could sort of play around with that idea. Um, And so I did. So then now that I decided I needed a business, um, I wanted to make one that was, uh, first of all, I didn't harm anybody. So in part, I chose bitters because it's it's got an ethanol base, so you can't really you can't get bacteria, um, so it can't get food poisoning, for example, from it. So I'm like, oh, that's a good thing. And they're small, um, and so they're easy to do in a small location, uh, and they store really well, so they don't have basically an expiration date. So we had been making bitters just for fun uh, at home, and I was making tonics as well. So then trying to decide what to make, I was like that. That looks like a great thing to make. It's 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 pretty safe. It's uh it's it's small, lasts forever. Um, and so that's how it began. So then I went and had some tasting parties where I had some friends over and chose a couple bitters flavors that um, came out on top. 
um, and began the process, not really having any idea what it was going to take, actually. So there was a, a lot of learning to be had, which is exactly why I did it. So it's, it's, it's accomplished its mission for sure. And, and so how long ago was this? Like a year ago, a couple of years ago, like just for an idea of a time frame. Yeah. So this is really pretty recent. Yeah. Um, six so months ago, I, maybe. Well, less than a year. So I got my Mill Creek business license. I'm in the city of Mill Creek, um, which is in Salt Lake County. And I got that license on the end of August. But then I had to start the process of getting other licenses. So uh, DABC, for example, I had to get their approval. So I got that in late October. Then it turns out I can't, I decided I don't want to be a cottage industry because I can't sell online and I can't sell at a at a, at a lot of places. So then I decided to level up and go for the full, full bore LLC. That landed me in the Salt Lake Commissary in November. I got Department of Agriculture to approve me in December. So to me, that's sort of the, the real starting point was when Department of Ag said I could do it. But little did I know that I also needed to get a TTB approval. So that's the tobacco, um, alcohol, tobacco um, tax and trade. And those guys, that was brutal. That took way longer than I thought. And so I didn't get my first actual approval from them until uh, June, probably. So, um, and so I'm now, I can officially, everything is done. TTB, everything is done. Um, but that didn't actually come to fruition until a couple months ago. So wait, so, you had to go, bitters isn't, isn't alcohol though. I mean, it's not booze, well, right? I mean, cause. Well, right. It's, 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 it's so like DBC had to approve it. Um, they, they actually were the ones I thought would be hard and they weren't. So, um, the Utah DABC, but it turns out, um, they consider bitters to be sort of like vanilla extract. So it's it's an ethanol base, but it's considered a flavoring. So it's considered not drinkable. And so the TTB, this federal TTB, then has to you have to go through taste analysis. And they are the ones that determine when it is truly not drinkable. And so one of mine, I'm on round four of, of attempts to get them to say it's not drinkable. And then we can sell it. And I can't actually sell it at liquor stores um, because it's considered a flavoring. So I sell it. I can sell it at grocery stores. I can sell it at farmer's markets. I can sell it online. But weirdly enough, not in liquor stores. That is so crazy. Is it that much of a runaround in other states, do you think? Or is that just kind of a Utah thing? And I mean, I'm not trying to, I mean, I know Utah, we have some interesting and in, in peculiar laws and rules when it comes to booze. And I'm not trying to poke fun at that. I'm just genuinely curious uh, if it's like that in other states. I mean, I don't know how hard their process is, but the the hardest part for me being the 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 TTB, so the taxation, the 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 t- tobacco, I always forget what it is, yeah, alcohol, yeah. tobacco, tax and trade, that's national, right? So everybody has to go through that. So in that regard, if you're making bitters pretty much anywhere in the U.S., you're going to be going through the same experience. If I was making bitters in another country, right, then that's obviously a, a completely different a different game, whether I'm making it in another country or selling it in another country. But my focus is here. So I think everybody here primarily has at least a somewhat similar experience to what I did. That is so interesting. So are any of your products available in any stores yet, or are you still kind of working through all of that? I am going 
to be approaching more stores. I'm actually waiting until my second round of labels come um, mm-hmm. because I'm trying to do everything very by the books. Sure. Um, and it's I just I just sent them in like a week ago um, because I have to have uh, I have to specify my juice content and I have to specify the alcohol level. Um, and really, for a company my size, I don't I don't actually have to at this point. But just to follow the rules again for my students, I'm going by the book. So once I have that done, then I can uh, start approaching stores. But right now I am I'm in Sultan Hops in Ogden, actually, um, currently. And so the the two people who run that um, have actually been super, super helpful to me. And so that's the one location I'm in right now. Then I saw online and I've been at a, a series of farmers markets. So I'm at Wheeler Farmer Market every, we just had our last one actually to, today, this morning, um, that just finished off. Um, but then I'm doing some Wheeler stuff in the winter. And then I've been at Daybreak and a couple others uh, in the local area. So just been playing around with farmer's markets. I am going to try to approach, there is a bitters distributor actually here. And so I'm going to hopefully approach her and get them to help me distribute. But that's a uh, it's, I, I'm of the impression that basically you have you have one shot to do that, and so I wanted to make sure I'm ready um, before I before I cross that bridge. But hopefully soon. This is the, the plan is to do that in the next you know I don't know three to six months tops. And and talk about the bidders that you have available right now. I'm looking on your website, so people can go on your website, which I'll put the link for that at IamSaltLake.com, um, and and we'll mention all of that too, obviously. Uh, well, what is your website? I guess I'll, I'll let you share that. What, how can oh. people find your website? Yeah, so it's just uh, www.grandierviewbitters.com. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's an e-commerce site, so you can buy stuff there. Uh-huh. I have five flavors that I'm, that I actually work with, but there is three favorite flavors that are currently completely approved by everybody, including TTB. So those are the three that are available online. My last two are in a, a review again over there. And so hopefully I'll get the other two up uh, fairly quickly. So three flavors formally available now, five flavors, hopefully very soon. Um, and then I'll start experimenting with other types uh, next year. Yeah, no, And I'm looking at it. You have like a, is a gooseberry Armageddon, grapefruit complex and lime aromatic. Yes. Yeah, so the the there's a funny one about one of those actually. So the the the, the grapefruit actually won an international gold star award. So no that kidding. I submitted to the international wine and spirits competition, and uh, and it won a gold. Um, but what was really funny about that is I actually won a gold for that thing before it was approved by the TTB. So I basically had an award for a bitters I couldn't actually sell. Um, at first, uh, but then thankfully TTB approved it. Whew. Um, so now life is all good. Um, but anyway, so that's, that's my favorite one for sure. I put that in, in everything in plain water and tonic water and gin vodka, whatever. It doesn't matter. Whiskey family. Um, anyway, so that's, so that's meant to be a super universal one. Um, the gooseberry Armageddon, Armageddon's a hot pepper, actually, it's good, but it's got a little bit of fruity taste. It's from the habanero family. Mm. Um, and, and that one I made, um, well, um, my, I like the, I like the Armageddon peppers. So my 21 year old actually grows them cause they're hard to come by. Um, so it seemed like a fun ingredient. It's not jalapeno, right? It's a spicy, that's a little bit different. And then gooseberry, I chose gooseberry uh, in part just because a lot of people 
at least, well, maybe my era does, but people don't really know what gooseberry is because for a while it was banished and it's back. Um, and so I have fond memories of gooseberry when I was a kid. So I put the two together and it worked out pretty well. And that ended up being gooseberry Armageddon. Um, and then the lime aromatic, um, that was one it's, it's meant for anything that you'd put a lime in or on. So a fish, like whatever, anything that has a lime. Um, and so that was just meant sort of as a, as a, a flavor additive. So you, so you still put the lime in, like it doesn't replace the lime cause that's lime juice. Um, this basically adds complexity to it. Um, and then the two that aren't up yet that are back with TTD again, I'm hoping this time I get them both through. One is, um, Alex's orange sumac. So Alex, my 21 year old, uh, created that when, um, and so that's, uh, that's the softest of them all, which is partially, I have to keep making it weirdly enough, stronger flavored to get it approved. And then the last one, it's called Quake. It was made actually to flavor coffee. So my my husband's in earth science and likes earthquakes. So I had made it, he had given me the challenge to make a bitters that flavors black coffee with no sugar. And that's kind of a high bar, actually. Um, and so, but I did. And so I gave it to him and, and we really liked it. So we're like, hey, we should we should add this to the roster. Um, but that one, uh, that's, that's again, that just got sent to TTB, I don't know, early this week so hopefully hopefully soon they will approve it i will keep at those two basically modifying slightly until they um get approved because i want to have the five there was a sixth flavor it was citron um citron aromatic but that one um in the process of trying to get ttb to approve it i felt it ended up tasting so bad i pulled it i didn't want to sell it anymore because it um in an effort to get it approved because they don't, for example, want sugar at all in it. It it just so I, I there's one I've already yanked flavor wise. Well, no, and that I mean that says a lot that you're you know hey it's got to live up to a certain standard for you to keep it on the shelf, right? Yep. And definitely. Uh, and, yep. And, you know, looking at the ingredients here, I mean, I guess there's whiskey in the in there, so I mean, I guess I could see why uh, you know you have to go through all the different you know, testing and certifications with the DABC and, and TTB or whatever, you know? Yeah. And actually the, the, um, the whiskey is actually the lighter of the two. So the ethanol is going to, is the stronger of the, of the, of the alcohols that mm. are going to be in it. Okay. So that's a, that's the, um, I mean, twice it. So like vanilla extract is vodka and vanilla beans, right? And that's, this is twice the strength of vodka plus. Um, and so it really just sucks. That's why we use it. It's a solvent. It sucks everything out. It sucks all the, it like I can, if I leave a, a red pepper in there, eventually it will just turn white because the alcohol will just absorb the whole thing. You you mentioned you had a, a 21 year old and then you mentioned your husband. I mean, are they, are they pretty supportive of you with this endeavor? So my 21 year old, they, they are, they, they, they know, they knew it was a fun experiment. Um, and so they've they've sort of helped me out as 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 it's gone along, um, giving my giving opinions um, such as what my label looks like. That because of course I'm doing it all you know myself. So it's it looks like some of it looks like I've done it myself, and I'm just getting to where I can improve some of that um, stuff. Anyway, so uh, so more because I keep asking them their opinion. <laughs> the Alex, um, the 21 year old, uh, and then my husband. Uh, 
definitely it supports me in definitely in 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 the flavoring um helped me in trying to research how to figure out how to find the exact alcohol content which i needed to know um and so but pretty much stays out of my way when it comes to any like production like i don't think i don't think my husband's been to the commissary ever um has come to the farmers market once but they support me in like have letting being okay with me doing it, having me having it take my time, right, and and to some degree resources, um, and so and and definitely a strong supporter of what flavors we should be using. You know, like hey, you should try this, or you know, let's have so and so taste it, and so very much a supporter in that in that arena, uh, as well as try to pick like what might be some good combinations. Um, herbs and roots and um, spices and whatnot. Sounds like just the perfect type of supportive partner though, you know, not too much in, it's like, Hey, I'll let you do your thing. This is your thing. I'm not going to tell you how to do it, you know, but uh, that's great though. I mean, but you said this is your first entrepreneur type endeavor though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So years and years ago, I was, I think I submitted to start an LLC and then I never did anything with it. That was, that was back, uh, oh gosh, 10 years ago, probably now. Um, and so this is the first one I've done where I've, um, like I came in, I knew I want to do it. I want to make it successful, at least successful enough to honestly tell my students, I, I have had a business. I've, I've taken it through all the way through, um, profitability, right. And, and, everything that it takes to create one. And so that's really been my, that's been my goal from the beginning for this one, but it is my first one. Did you get a mint or so it wasn't. So did, I mean, but how did you know how to do all that? Like to even get an LLC and, and make all those steps? Did you, did you like get some books or, or mentor or, <laughs> yeah. or do you do, I mean, reach out for people's help or I mean, a little bit of everything, I guess. Yeah. And so some of it, so like, I mean, I, I taught, a class on on customer relationship management systems. Okay. And so I I definitely knew what goes into that type of system, right? Which means I have to have at least some idea of what we're looking for in in, in a customer. Um, but when it came to starting a business, like I had no idea what the paperwork was. Like I didn't even I had no like no no idea where to start. And so there was definitely people who helped me out along the way. And so like like one of them. So I, when I ended up in this commissary, I didn't even know what a commissary was when I began this, to be completely honest. So I had contacted Department of Agriculture to see if I could do it at home. And then it, I moved out of the, I said, I didn't want to do a cottage. They basically said, you need to get to a commissary. I'm like, I don't know what that is. They're like, oh, ghost kitchen, which I also didn't know. So it's this place where you could go in uh, and and it's a shared kitchen space, basically. So I, I rent a portion of a kitchen along with, you know, 20 other companies that do the same thing. And so that um, is owned by this guy named Eddie Johansson, who runs Yoshi's. And so he has this Salt Lake commissary. He runs Yoshi's out of it and he helps out a bunch of food trucks and other people. So Eddie was super helpful, like just amazingly, like giving me tips on how to even even begin um, and who I might need to talk to. And so then he hooked me up with this woman at the commissary named Linnea, uh, Linnea Mendoza, and she and her husband own Salsitas Mendoza. And so basically Eddie had said, you have to talk to Linnea. So I did. So I, I found Linnea and Linnea then told me the farmer's market. She said, you should start with farmer's markets. These are the ones you should try to get into. This is why. 
here's where you can get labels. Here's where you can get bottles. Here's the approvals you have to get. Make sure you talk to the city. And so Linnea, I mean, probably spent like two hours with me just like, like not having any idea who I was just to get me started. So it was super duper helpful. Um, and then I ran around asking people, right? Because I mean, I'm not too proud. I don't know what I'm doing, right? And the whole idea was to learn from my students. So I, um, it was nice because I could just have pride aside. It doesn't, you know, I'm I'm here to learn. So like there was a guy named uh, J.P. Bernier. He's from uh, Hammerspring, yeah, yeah. and I I went over there, and he was like, "So how'd you get through TTB?" And I'm like what's TTB, right? And so he's the one that set me on that track, right? Otherwise I would have been breaking the rules because I didn't I didn't know I needed their approval. And so just other people, right? So I talked to Booz Teak and she gave me tips, went to Beehive Distilling and the guy there was like, oh, there's room for all of us. Like, don't worry, you know, yeah, talk to people. So just a lot of, a lot of help from a lot of different people as I bumped, bumped my way along. And even today, like I had people at the farmer's market recommending like um, different bars I could go to in the area that have um, their, their custom cocktails, basically. So just getting tips, you know, uh, getting advice from anybody I can, because that's that's the only way I'm going to learn. I mean, I'm, and and and, and re- looking at what other people are doing. Right. So like the poking around Instagram. Right. Um, because I didn't have an Instagram and apparently I should. Um, and so just sort of watching what other people are doing and and trying my best to to participate is basically what's been happening. You know, and, and I caught something there and I wanna I wanna kinda point it out. So many people, including myself, Anne, is we get afraid to ask questions because we don't want to appear stupid. We don't want to appear that we don't know anything, right? We don't we don't want to appear that yeah, we're, we're basically stupid. And, 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 and I, I, I appreciate that of you that you just got in there and asked questions and you weren't afraid of asking questions. Cause that's, that's how you're going to succeed. And that's how you're going to uh, thrive. And I think we all can take a little bit of a, of a lesson from that. Yeah, and there's been times, I mean, some of them, right, you, you you walk out of the door and you're like, Oh gosh, I sounded like an idiot. How could I not know that? Right. But but I didn't. And now I do. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's all okay. Um, yeah. And so, um, and then I'm trying to also make it different, um, different experiences, right. To see if I can learn from, you know, different areas. So like one, it was so much better than I ever would have guessed. I went to, uh, there was a Utah tourism conference and, and they had booths. So I'm like, Oh, well, I'll, I'll try that. It's, it was down in Vernal. I'm like, I want to go to Vernal anyway. So I went down, not really having high expectations of selling a bunch of bitters there, but just to sort of get to know what's, what's the scene in the tourism industry in Utah. Turned out it was this fabulous thing. Um, I actually had a booth that was a couple booths away from uh, Utah public radio. I didn't know what a radio spot was. Right. And so then they had a silent auction and they were, they were one of the auction items was a, was a radio spot. Right. And I'm like, what is that? So I'm like Googling and uh, I didn't win that auction. I did. I, I bid it on it, but I didn't win. So then they, uh, they cut me a deal and let me just buy, they, I bought some spots because I'm, I'm, I'm brand new. And so I'm, I have my first radio spots that were that are going on right now. And I didn't even know what those were two weeks ago. So it's been, it's, it's a fun now it's, 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 it's getting to where I know enough where it's not quite so embarrassing. Right. Um, but every day I'm learning 
you know, it's it's a it's definitely a learning process, right? And that's I expect it's going to continue to be that way for quite some time to come. And every every bit I learn is going to make me better, right? Because I'm teaching I'm teaching college kids who are going into management, and this is just the type of stuff I need to be able to talk about. So it's working perfectly. Where, where would you like to see all this in the next five years? I mean, do you want to turn this into a, a to a big business or kind of just something, keep it something small? I never plan to be like, oh, I'm going to, well, there's no way I'm never going to become the next Anglostora, right? I don't think anybody's going to do that. Um, but even there's some bigger ones in the area, right? So Bitters Lab is 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 right uh-huh. in the area and it's bigger than me and Honest John's is around here. And, and so, I mean, I guess I would like to get to where it's a name that people know of, right? And so it would be great. I would, I want to get on grocery shelves. That would be a good accomplishment for me. So that actually is a goal of mine to be able to be like, I'm in stores. Like, hey, students, it's in stores. You can go get it. Check it out. Um, and, uh, and be able to, I like, I want to be, I like to donate. So to be able to actually have enough where I can actually donate would be great. Um, but I'm not planning on, you know, becoming a bitters billionaire. Um, to be honest, what is more likely to happen is in the ballpark of five years or so, I would, I would hopefully in my dreamland, at least, um, be able to sell it, right. Have it be big enough and, and profitable enough that somebody would actually want to acquire it. But if not, right, I'll just keep poking around. I, I, I don't want it so small that I'm making, you know, $10 an hour, but I, I, um, I, I also do work full time. Right. So when I, I love teaching. Um, and so this, to some degree has to remain a, a, a side hustle, right. Um, unless I start getting more help. So control growth, maybe, I guess, yeah. um, but I, I wanted to keep growing. So I'm certainly not saying, I mean, I definitely need it to grow more than it is right now. So, um, uh, no, I, mean, you know, but cool. I don't know if, yeah, how big, I don't know. That'd be cool to have employees and stuff, you know, to hire some people and help you out. And, and, yeah, uh, the farmer's market. Cause you commit. So like yeah. I was supposed to be in Ogden, um, Ogden's farmer's markets, but they require that you be there for the winter market. You had to be there every weekend. And there was one weekend I can't, I can't be there. And I, I, if I can't be there, there's, there's no farmer's market. I can't, I can't do it. I don't, I don't have somebody to take my spot. Um, and so, um, my 21 year old isn't, isn't all that enthusiastic about doing a farmer's market. And so anyway, so that's, that's an example of where it'd be nice if I had somebody I could call and be like, Hey, can you do the farmer's market? Because I'm going to be in, you know, wherever Bryce. And so maybe next summer I'll be able to get to that where I can hire some help and be able to do some of that type of stuff. That's a, and it would be nice. I love, love, love the commissary, but it would be nice if I could, um, gain a larger space, right. Or in some dreamland, have my own actual kitchen, um, whether I did it at the home or somewhere else, um, that would be nice, but I don't, I think a number of people who have the bitters, they already have a restaurant and they use that restaurant space and that's not something I have. And so, uh, you know, I might, I might just be permanently commissary, which is, which is great by me. There's some, again, there's been some amazing people there. These would also, and these would also make great Christmas gifts too. I just, I just thought of that. I mean, Christmas is right around the corner, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of activity uh, for you for the holidays. Started once I decided I was going to do it. My goal was to get it up for December because of that very thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I, I sold a little. I mean, it was basically friends and family that at that point that bought it last December. 
but yeah, so I'll be curious to see how this uh, this Christmas plays out because I definitely yeah bitters are I mean they're they're a great gift and they're you can they're small enough you can take them on airplanes right that because they don't they're they're under two ounces and they're mailable and they last forever and yeah. Well, they're so the perfect I'm, stocking I'm kind stuffer. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, little, little stocking yep, stuffers. Yep. But a uh, couple of, um, I have a couple of Salt Lake City related questions I ask everybody that comes to the show here, Anne. So I got to ask you before we run out of time here: is okay. um, we have family and friends. They they come and visit us, right? They they fly in from out of town, maybe the East Coast, West Coast, who knows, from wherever. And uh, they they're like, give me a tour, show me some of your favorite spots. Do you have? one or two favorite places that you like to take people to when they come and visit. And I mean, some people have told me like, you know, the temple or Antelope Island or the great salt Lake or park city. I mean, obviously it it could be more, you know, anywhere in the area. So I virtually always take my friends hiking. Um, actually, um, and so obviously Grander View is, would be one trail, right? Um, that's partially where the name came from, but then, uh, like Mount Olympus, right. Or any of the trailheads that are just basically right here. Um, and there, we've just had some really wonderful trails and so, um, NAFs and so I'll, I'll, I almost always, um, take people just on the local trails just to see like, what's like right here, like two miles away, um, and start hiking right there. So that's a favorite of mine. Um, I actually really like Antelope Island. So even even with the smells and whatever, and <laughs> I, with the sadness of the Great Salt Lake, it's getting obviously much more depressing to go there. But I've just I was um, I I've always liked that island, um, and so I hope it remains an island. And so I'll I'll, I'll take people who, based on who it is, I would I would take people out there. Um, and other places, let's see. Those are the very, those are the first two things that come to mind that I do almost pretty much almost every time. What about what one or two favorite local eating spots, places, uh, somewhere that you like to get lunch or dinner or, or favorite brunch spot? I mean, is there, is there any place that you like to just go get some food occasionally at? Well, more. So actually a favorite is like, I like sugar house coffee. So if I, if I have friends around, we'll go get coffee and we'll go to sugar house coffee. Um, when it comes to restaurants in the area, hmm, what would I say is my, um, or a recommendation. It doesn't necessarily have to be a favorite, but just something that comes to mind, a, a spot that you like. I'm at a loss in the restaurant. I'm like, okay. which one would I say is like my favorite? I mean, so like sugar house coffee was an easy one for that, but, um, yeah, geez. Uh, well, sugar house coffee is fine. I mean, that's a good recommendation. We can, we can, we can leave it there. Yeah, let's leave it there. Because I'm, I'm like, okay, I like Indian foods. I'm trying to think of all the Indian restaurants, but I don't know if there's one any any one that I'd be like, oh, we have to go to this particular restaurant. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what I'd say to that. I'll probably maybe. Well, I don't know. We'll 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 stick with Sugar House Hot Coffee. <laughs> okay. How about that? Is there anything you would change about the area or Salt Lake City, the Valley, if if you could? And and I know that's kind of a big question, a loaded question. Uh, how, however you want to interpret that, right? Whether it's something impossible or totally possible. Ah, perfect. You just answered. Okay. So, uh, yeah, get rid of inversion. That'd be great. How about we do that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's so, a, that's a common answer. That's a common <laughs> one. That would be wonderful. Um, let's see, having people in Salt Lake be a little bit more, um, uh, pedestrian and bicyclist friendly. That would be a, that'd be really nice. 
Um, and so like, uh, cause it's, uh, it's wonderful. There's another thing like biking up, biking up some of the mountains, right. So to go to like to the little mountain, um, and ride your bike and they, they have expanded that. So it's safer for bikes than it was a couple of years ago for sure. Um, but just to have a little bit more camaraderie towards, um, bicycles, uh, on the streets here would be, that'd be, a, that'd be a great thing to have uh, wish, um, that I have. That's Yeah. Is that good? No, that, that is great. How can, how can listeners of the podcast, I, I know you mentioned your website uh, earlier, but let's, as we kind of wind this episode up a little bit and uh, for, for my listeners to, to be able to reach out to you and connect with you. Uh, I know you're on Instagram and all of that. So let's give all of those, how, how people can find you and connect with you. Okay. So, yep. So Instagram, it's um, Grandier View Bitters and on Twitter, it's uh, uh, View Bitters. Wait, is it view better? View view bitters. View bitters. Um, yeah, I'm looking had at to have it a short, right now. Yeah, yeah, had to have a shorter name. Um, and then obviously the website. Uh, and then my email is just grandierviewbitters at gmail dot com. And so I, I check my email about as much as like the young generation checks their texts on their phone. Uh, for me, I'm a little bit older, so that's the way I treat my email. And so I, that's the, I love probably it. the best. Yeah. I, lo- I love it. And I'm going to tell listeners right now, reach out to Anne. Hey, say hello and let her know you heard her on, on I Am Salt Lake podcast. And I mean, try some of these bitters. I mean, I, I already know a few people that I could get these for gifts for. Um, I mean, even even birthday gifts or something too, you know. So um, anything else you want to add before I let you go, Anne? Thank you so much for taking some time out of your evening to to chat with me, to share a little bit of your story. I always tell people, you know, let's catch up down the road. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to add why it's still recording here? Yeah. I think the only thing is like, I, I, I just really like the, the people who have helped me. Right. I just, I, I hope to the degree I can do that for other people or to encourage others to do that for other people in the industry. Right. So there's, there's space for all of us. We're all in it together. Um, and I just, I'm just wholly impressed with the people that have helped me get this far. And if there's any way I can, do that for other individuals like that would um that is something i would i would love to be able to give back um as much as i've been given um with help and support from other people all right many thanks again to ann arndt from grandeur view bidders for joining me on this episode of the podcast hopefully you guys enjoyed that that was a that was a fun conversation i learned all kinds of things and uh yeah, I already know what I'm going to get a few people for Christmas here with these with these bidders. Hey, like I've mentioned, I'm a real estate agent here in the Salt Lake City area. So if you're thinking of moving to town, you're thinking of moving across town, or if you just have some questions about the current real estate market, give me a call, shoot me a text. My number is 801-244-2908. I'd love to help you out. I'd love to answer any questions. Or I'd love to just say hello. So that's going to do it for this week's episode of I Am Salt Lake. I am here every week. So make sure you're subscribed in whatever podcast app you listen to podcasts in. That way you do not miss an episode. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye now.